We are live. Welcome to another episode of Verbal Garbage. Your boy Frankie going solo again on the Monday episode. And then, uh, like I said, we've been doing the Friday episodes with a guest. So that kind of leads me into the first topic today. Um, I had previously recorded an episode with my friend Sharif about a week and a half ago on a Saturday. And then we were going to release it the next Friday. So I put it up on Friday and it was up, you know, getting some good feedback. Some people were enjoying it, getting some good laughs, a little introduction to my friend. And I heard from someone that I definitely need to take the video down. I was implicating them in, in a fashion that I did not mean to. So, you know, after a little 30 to 45 minute conversation with him, the episode has been scrubbed from the records. And, you know, I still have the audio. So blackmail. No, I'm just kidding. So in the future, I'm going to try to do a better job of when I'm talking about stories from my past wildlife to try to blank out or whether it be after the words edited out or to do it on the air. Like if I'm talking about a friend named Blanky LaBleepa, you know, that's how I'll start trying to do something like that. So my apologies again to everybody for the lack of the second episode last week and Sorry to myself. I'm trying to get a little more consistent doing that format. This Friday, I'm pretty sure I've talked to a buddy who's supposed to be coming back from his honeymoon this week and then coming on with me on Friday. So haven't heard from him because he's still out of the country. So hoping that goes well. We don't have to delete another episode. You know, I've already been canceled once and trying to stay out of those waters for the future. So just got to do a better job on myself. Over the weekend, uh, big UFC card again fight night back in Vegas at the apex. I know a lot of you guys aren't sports fans, but like I said, I'm still going to cover it because MMA, especially I feel like anyone can get into, even if you're not a big sports fan, it's definitely different than the team organized sports you're used to watching or the tennis or anything like that. So uh, tons of good fights, lots of finishes, super exciting. A lot of times when you get these cards without big name guys on it, you know, that aren't the marquee fights, you're going to get these awesome fight nights where you're not paying for the card and you're getting crazy results, awesome finishes, highlight real stuff. Um, this weekend, there's UFC, I believe, 276 or 275 coming up. Two title fights, a rematch, a lot of big stuff. And I just, you know, I was talking to my brother and I just hate saying it and I hope I'm not putting it on there, but I, I feel like it's almost kind of cursed going into the weekend because it's been three incredible fight nights leading up to it. And anytime there's a big pay-per-view and, I don't know, especially International Fight Week, Years back, UFC 200 was going on, and John Jones got suspended due to a failed drug test. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on. Fights got canceled. Fight got scrapped. So definitely a possibility. Um, in the main event in that fight, Saruki versus Gamrot, I believe. They went five rounds, really close fight. First two rounds, I thought, were definitely for Sarukian. Third round was pivotal and went to Gamrot. And fourth and fifth, you know, it's up for interpretation. We've talked about the judging before on here. I don't need to keep passion over it but when I get somebody on who's a little more knowledgeable on MMA because some two people I've spoken to so far don't really follow much I would love to pick their brains see possible solutions or what we can do uh finally I'm pretty sure I got confirmation from my boy Nico who happens to be in the UFC and I happen to be a diehard fan that he'll come on and make an appearance so someone like that who's Got, really got their finger on the pulse of the fight game can really kind of elaborate and give us outsiders a little peek into that world and kind of highlight that so anyways Sarukian was uh let me look at my phone here 
think I had it written down because he yeah, he was 18 and two going into it, 25 years old from Armenia. Uh, just an absolute stud, a real prospect for the UFC. He was the youngest guy in the card and he was the main event. So that kind of shows you about his his potential and how quick he's already realized his potential due to the main event spot. He ended up losing a really close fight to Gamrot. Um, crazy scrambles. Anytime one guy went for a takedown or there was a fight going to the or a scramble or excuse me, a scramble that was going to the ground, they would immediately switch positions, reverse each other, get sweeps. It, it was just incredible back and forth action. So Gamrot came away with that, with the victory, huge fight for him. Co-main event. Our boy Neil Magny going out to war again, you know, former Army vet. I hate to use the, uh, the pun, but he was out there again, taking on a fight nobody wanted to have. Shavkat Rachmanov, I believe is how you said. Absolute freak. Um, I think he was 15 or 16 and 0 going to the fights with eight finishes or eight KOs and seven submissions. And he choked out Neil Magny with, a, I think, a guillotine with two to three seconds left in the round. So close. Almost got saved by the bell. Time ran out. Neil or time didn't run out. Neil tapped another one. You know, my brother's, he should retire. You know, times like these when fighters are, he's top 10 and he's took a fight. Nobody wanted to take against a super dangerous guy. I'm not going to even entertain the retirement thing yet. Neil Magny is still a super elite fighter. Um, had a bad night against someone who's super dangerous and a, a real prospect in the UFC. Um, so yeah, it was great other fights. It's another fight, uh, Parisian versus Baudot. And it's kind of funny because Baudot is the Frenchman, but Parisian, you know, Paris, France, French, he was the other guy and he was getting absolutely dominated for the first round. He ended up turning around and got the finish in round two. So just a great, great night of fights over the weekend. I had a real craving. I was talking about donuts a couple episodes ago and, you know, everybody talks about, you know, Dunkin' Donuts here and there. But if you grew up somewhere like I did in Northeast, where it's such a, you know, the bakeries, the delis, there's such a specialty there that, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is great. Krispy Kreme is great. But you don't really, really know what a fine donut tastes like. I hate to say it, but it's it's true. Um, so I've heard about, you know, Divine Donuts and a couple other places here and there. So I was really craving some donuts over the weekend. So I ended up getting a little double dipper action, Freddy Dips. Uh, we went to Duck Donuts, and we got um, Divine Donuts. Divine Donuts, they do a lot of crazy different flavors and toppings, you know, the Samoa Girl Scout cookie and a bunch of crazy shit. Good donuts. I, I wouldn't go out of my way for them. I wouldn't spend 26 bucks or whatever for a dozen again, but they're not bad. If you're craving them, they'll do the job. But Duck Donuts, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing they got going on there. Had I known prior to going there that you could order online. I'm obviously like all the little millennials these days. If you can eliminate the waiting or eliminate that process. Granted, I did get to go and watch her and kind of see the process of the dough rising and dough being formed and being served and customize your liking, however you want the donuts. So it was definitely cool, but man, shout out to LNM Bakery in Delran, New Jersey. There's nothing that's ever going to top that. When I'm back in Jersey a couple of weeks from now, whole second suitcase just for the food, L&M, uh, Manhattan bagel, Del Bono's for some pizza dough and some rolls, and then hopefully some Panzerottis and Rotini's from Tarantini. So yeah, definitely excited to get back to Wildwood, get some Sam's pizza, see some family, have some good time. Hopefully go see some friends down the beach and just catch up, you know, 
I know this whole you know thing is definitely a, a problem plaguing me right now, or I'm just saying you know a lot. Like I was saying, it's when you're doing it alone, you're just trying to fill the I, I don't want any dead air. So when I'm doing that, it's either me processing something or trying not to have any dead air. I'm just trying to relate. It's almost like it's me having a conversation with you through the microphone when you technically aren't listening right now, but that's kind of the trick I'm playing on myself right now. So yeah, when I went to the um, American Airlines and started looking for flights, obviously with the way the economy is going, the gas price, everything is super expensive. I think I paid $600 for a round trip. Last year it was like $295. But it kind of brought me to my next point. When you're going on the app and you see the plane seats, you know, and they got the pick your seat thing, like my whole entire life, I've always sat in the way back of the plane. I don't think I'll ever make it to the first class life, but it makes me feel kind of special when you get to go on and pick the seats. And, you know, yeah, granted, you're paying like $25 extra for one way and 32 on the way back. But like I'm in row 12 or something with the aisle seat. And, you know, it used to suck when you would just show up and kind of have to guess or, you know, my mom would always, whenever we'd fly as a family, she'd always be like, well, I'm going to ask the guy next to you if we can switch. You know, I would always, you know, any kind of, I'm not going to say confrontation, but making like a scene, which is what my mom specializes in, which I avoid like the plague. Stuff like growing up, you know, we go grocery shopping at ShopRite, which is like the Northeast version of Publix, maybe a little bit trashier than Publix, a little scummier. Yeah, definitely a little scummier. Um, she would, you know, it's still to this day. I mean, I've gotten some returns and some refunds on products that I couldn't, but due to her haggling and nuisance customer service skills, she was a she was truly a Karen before Karen was hatched. Uh, prehistoric Karen, Therese, shout out. She would take a bite or, you know, cut open a watermelon and decide we would take a bite of it. She didn't like it. And she would literally haul the watermelon back to the store, half bitten into, hey, this isn't, and she would always get her way, you know. She's working at Trader Joe's now, and she's obsessed with it, obsessed with all the products. If you say, oh, I had this from blah, 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 and it was good, she'll scrounge up all the products she came from Trader Joe's to try to compare it and make sure you think it's better. So we were doing a game night the other night, and I was doing my little easy smoked buffalo chicken dip. I brought that over, and the crowd was, I'll admit, they were going wild. Thank you guys for the feedback and the support. I'll keep bringing it during the football season. We'll get we'll get rowdy. She brought these little blue tortilla corn chips, and they were fucking scraps. Like I remember when I would go to Chick Fil A and get like we would call it scrap meat because you would get the fries, and every piece of fry you get is just like a butt little end of the fry, and we're just like scrap scrap meat. So that's kind of what I can relate to with these fucking chips every time. And what's worse than having chips to dip with, and the chip is already scrapped up, and then you dip it, and it's already cracking and scrapping as you're dipping. I mean. The rage was palpable to say the least. And not to mention we we're doing the game night the other night. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this game called golf. It's a card game. All the different cards have different values and you're trying to have the lowest score similar to how golf works in real life when you're playing it. So, you know, for example, you get a Jack, a queen, a King, they're all worth 10 points. Uh, a two is worth two negative two. Like there's weird, you get Eagle cards and, you get six cards lined up, three up top, three down bottom. And, you know, if you get an eight, which is worth eight points, but then the card above you, you flip as an eight, then the eights cancel out each other. So you get zero. But anyways, we're playing this with like, I don't know, six, seven people. And Carol, who's one of my mom's really good friends from back in the day, she was supposedly like watching video, YouTube videos on golf on how to play it. So she came correct with all her rules. And then my mother came with 
her idea of a rule set. So we're, we're playing the game, you know, and one person's asking a question and then Carol's explaining it to them. But then the next turn, my mom's explaining it to somebody else. And we're literally doing two different rule sets. So after I think we do like three rounds of this, I'm like just going berserk. Like, can we please play something? This is insane. I don't know if you've ever played cards. Like when you don't know how to play a card game and it's very fun learning it at first, but it can be frustrating if you don't start getting the hang of it and everyone else is knowing it or everyone's not knowing it. Or in my case, the people that claim to know it don't know it. So you're literally having the blind lead the blind here. It's a game I played multiple times, but I don't really remember off the top of my head how to play it. So it was kind of driving me crazy. So it just, I'm not going to say it was a bad game night because I saw it so much fun, but as far as the games going, it eh, left a little bit to be desired for sure. We're definitely missing a crucial cog, uh, Brother Crystal, who was my brother. I'm just trying to develop code names for him to get a little more comfortable, but that kind of defeats the purpose of code names if I start announcing the name. Um, so I guess I'll have to scratch that one. I already forget what I just called him, but that one's going to have to be scratched and I'll have to come up with a new one. He's battling an unknown strain of the COVID variant. Um, been down for about a week now. He's got a wicked cough. We had some chills, some fever. Definitely much worse than we each had it at the same time when I think it was the original, the OG strain. And now he's on, like I said, he might have monkey pox. I don't fucking know what he's got, but he's been down for the count. Um, parents are out of town right now in Orlando visiting my sister, which I was supposed to be in Orlando over the weekend. We kind of mutually agreed on Friday, I believe it was, to kind of scrap the whole plan because she's coming in, her and her daughter coming in, who's my niece, coming in for a week or so for my niece's softball tournament. But they weren't going to be landing on Saturday till about 11, 30, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So by the time we would have gotten to the park, it'd be one, two o'clock. If you guys are familiar with Universal and Islands of Adventure, two different parks, you pay one fee, roughly between 140 to $210. So you're paying that fee to get in, you know, from nine o'clock in the morning, I think till nine at night. If you're getting there at one o'clock, you're walking in, in my opinion, like it's one thing in the Floridian heat and especially for us Floridians that are used to it. You just absorb the heat, you deal with it, you go as it comes, you know, you wake up early, it's cool out, it just progressively gets hotter, it is what it is. If you're coming from Jersey or out of state and you're not really used to that heat, like just walking into a park at one o'clock where you didn't get the ease into it. Like I was thinking about that. I'm like, that makes it so much worse as opposed to showing up at eight, nine o'clock and slowly like building up that little morning sweat when it's not hot, but the gradual walking around, waiting in line, all that shit. You're going to sweat regardless. So you're building that up. And then by the time 12, one o'clock comes up, you're just so conditioned to it anyway. And so, yeah, we scrapped that. And as, as much as it sucks, because, you know, they live in New Jersey and I don't get to see them as often now. It's all good because I'm going to see them in a few weeks in Jersey. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, something else over the weekend, I finally was able to acquire Freddy's fungal magic mushrooms that grow out of the poopy poop. Uh, crazy thing, you know, I'm a super germaphobe. I'm really weird when I get food. I try to sanitize best I can with chicken. I get my little shears out and all the little veins and little, just any little thing I see there. I don't like, I clean it up so well. Anytime I'm cooking for people and I'm like, if you're getting food cooked by me, just know there's, you're never going to get a little cubert, you know, like the little rubberized things on the ribs or any of that bullshit. Cause I try to clean everything to a T, uh, which is honestly why I don't like making ribs. They're just, I love making them for people who like to eat them. Cause that's what cooking's all about. But honestly, I, I've really grown to dislike them just to do all the little veins and the fucking strings and oh god yeah and i know like 
boneless chicken nuggets and shit like that. People make fun, like, I don't know, the, I don't, I don't know, all the bullshit people say about it. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'd rather not be biting into veins and strings when I'm eating ribs. It's just not, not a sensation I enjoy. So, yeah, kind of lost my train of thought there. But anyways, over the weekend, I just copped uh, some magic shroomas up and really looking forward. And, you know, you hear so much more nowadays. When I was younger, I was just like, oh, let's get them. Let's fucking get an eighth or a quarter of a time and trip. Go crazy. Part of me still wants to get a little bit like that. But more so, you know, you listen to all these different veterans and, you know, combat veterans or whatever the case may be. And I'm obviously not that, but I'm just kind of trying to correlate this here. They're talking about the benefits of microdosing and all the things that psilocybin can do for you, which I'm not trying to sound too scientific here, but I believe psilocybin is the, the scientific name and it's just magic mushrooms, the things that the cubensis, the whatever, the golden teachers, there's so many different little types of them and everything like that. And for those of you that are out there that have never done mushrooms or don't know anything about them, I'm not sitting here telling you to go do them right now, but uh, there's a show called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. And the guy's a chemist and he goes all around the country or all around the world just looking at different psychedelic or psychoactive drugs or plants or whatever you want to call it. And kind of does a deep dive into them, explores, talks to the people who are either growing them or chemicizing. I don't know fucking word. Using chemistry to make their own drugs like DMT. So he goes around and just kind of talks about that and just shows you the insiders look at that. So there's, there's just been so many benefits recently that have been unearthed with these unearthed, get it, like poop from the earth, and the, um, that have been unearthed with the mushrooms over the last couple of years. So I'm looking into trying to microdose, you know, try a little bit and just see when I got a day off and then the next day I'm not going to be working. Try a gram and then see what happens. You know, I've done all the way up to like six and a half grams before and I've seen Jesus, I've seen the devil and I've seen everything in between, truly um i've had times where like the first time i ever tripped i tripped alone uh the third or fourth time i never had like a bad trip so i wanted to see what that was like so i fucking took some shrooms blasted some heavy metal in the bathroom and just started like telling myself dark thoughts and put myself into a horrible trip in the shower locked in there and started screaming having my mom knock on the bed yeah it's just a whole whole mess so like I said, I've kind of evolved a little bit since then. I like to think as far as my my thought process and my intentions going in, a little bit more measured, a little bit more calculated this time. Um, got some from a buddy the other day, and I'm going to be getting some more in a few days from another buddy just to kind of compare and contrast to see if they're any different. If these motherfuckers get them from the same people, they do the same thing. I have one guy mention something about like, these are really uplifting ones. And that that kind of sounded pretty promising to me. And I know one of my friends who's never done it has been kind of asking me some questions, looking into doing it. So I thought that would be a great way to, for him to start is the most, you know, I don't know if uplifting means anything because him and I were having a text back and forth and he was mentioning how he was scared. And I was like, bro, the worst thing you could do going into these kind of things is having a negative mentality or not necessarily negative, but a, a fearful or scared because these things are exactly what you make out of them. If you go in thinking you're going to have the best time and you're going to find out, the meaning of life or what your purpose is, you could possibly find that out. If you go in thinking all negatively and how you're going to have a bad trip and you're not ready to do it and it's scary and it's going to be, it's not going to be a good time. Um, I remember one time, like I've said before, we've had like these eight person to 10 person trips in my house. So my parents would be away at work for the day. And uh, 
one of our buddies, we were all, you know, the best thing ever would be like smoking or eating the shrooms and like waiting for him to hit on, come on. Because like that hour lead up, like 30, 45 minutes in, you get the craziest giggles and you just start going crazy. So we would always like to smoke a little bit of weed, like right when that was coming on to kind of boost it. And I remember like we were doing that and one of our buddies started kind of having bad moments and he was just like curled up in a ball in my room crying. And we were all just like going up, staring at him, looking at him like he was like a caged circus act and just, just so many good memories from these things. And I'm hoping, I think the 4th of July Eve, I think I'm going to be doing blast off. I'm not sure what capacity, if it's going to be a lot or if it's going to be a little bit, but depending on how it goes, I'd kind of like to go on here or maybe just go on my phone, do a voice memo, no video because video yeah, now looking at the camera right now, if I'm, if I'm seeing some shit and tripping, I don't think I want to be looking at my ugly, weird face and start staring at my my weird beard, you know, noticing how the disparity between the lip hair and the beard is just, I don't know if the gap's ever going to get closed, guys, honestly. Um, let's, let's talk about it. I really, truly have, you know, speaking <laughs> mushrooms, I was just talking about all the different breeds and everything. There's a fucking breed of mushrooms called penis envy. Let's talk about beard envy because your boy's got it, right? I'll see people with fucking amazing Fu Manchus, amazing mustaches, a crazy full beard, and I'll compliment them. And I think it's because of my shortcomings in the facial hair department, right? I mean, you're looking here, I literally shaved this shit two, three days, two days ago, I think. Upper lips just lagging behind, bro. And it's like, I can't ever really get the full connecting tilt, you know, to have the nice mustache be thick as fuck. So I just look at other people and I get fucking jealous about it. And it's like, right now, <laughs> my sister's husband he uh mike shout out i love you buddy he doesn't go he doesn't do like i, don't, I forget what he was saying we had a text exchange a couple weeks ago he's like no i don't do much research for amazon i just go on your fucking save for later on amazon and look at the stuff you've been saying and he was bringing up this thing i had where it was like a fucking beard mold you know you'd get this outline thing you'd hold it up to your beard and you'd shave around there because to this day like you know, you get the beard going, then you got the neared, the neck beard, where your fucking beard line meets neck line, and everybody hates that shit. So I'll be trying to clean that up to keep the beard going, and I fuck it up every time. So it's like, anytime I have a good beard going, I have to keep the neck hair going with it, because I cannot figure out a way to go both sides to get that crisp fucking line, you know? And like, there's some people, like, shout out my boy Pat, he's still fucking rocking. I'm not going to disrespect him and say a chin strap, we'll call it like the... You remember how in football, Brett Favre would have his fucking little shitty chin strap, the little underwear thing that would barely cover his chin, the little one strap, unhook it, clip it up to his helmet, stuff like that. And then you'd have the the new breed of guys, like the the Tom Brady, he would have it, the bigger, you know, because I played football growing up like a lot of you guys did. You remember you could get like the, the sweat resistant or the gel cooling pads for those. So like if there were two different type of chin straps, Pat would have the thicker one. And that's kind of what his beard, he's still rocking the chin strap. But anyway, where I'm going with this, fuck, is that he can get that line mastered on that neck. And I just can't figure it out. So if we got any tips out there, anyone's got a little like inverted mirror that like, you know, when you look into a mirror and you see the opposite side, maybe if I look into the mirror, but it's doubly inverted so I can see the true side that I'm going on. You know, might have just came up with an invention there. Just spitballing ideas. But, you know, having when you're losing, like you can see, we got no point. Like I'm literally shaving my head after I cook dinner and after this podcast tonight, unless I can get my Kurt and I grew up with a childhood friend named Sam. Um, really trying to get him on here to pick his brain. He's a 
He's a single bachelor, always on the hunt for some tail, chasing the tail, literally never-ending tail chaser. So I'm hoping to get it on his here and literally just ask him questions about if you're at an Italian restaurant and the girl wants a meat dish, but you want a pasta dish, and we're talking a bottle of wine, what kind of wine are we going here? Are we doing a red or white, a full body, a light body? Are we doing a, a rosé? Like, these are the questions that I want to know. Fucking bachelor life, dog, you know? So Jewish bachelor potentially on the night for a guest episode, a uh, bonus episode, because like I said, I got a fr uh, Friday one lined up this week. So yeah, that kind of just goes in with the whole hair and beard. When you're starting to get thin up here like your boy, so like I said, I'm going to be cooking a sesame soy beef bowl after this, and then I'm going to shave my head. Because it's just, when people, I tell them, it's more maintenance having like my situation than having long hair, they laugh. And I'm like, well, seriously, like if you're, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm not going to say I'm self-conscious about it, but obviously I am because, I mean, I could keep growing this out and I could have a head of hair, but like, I hate this in-between look where it's like the stubbly type of deal. So I'm like, I just want that shiny fucking Mr. Clean head all day, every day. And that's what I want to look like, but I can't shave it every day because the razor burn, the razor situation, every time Amazon got deal today on the Gillette Fusion 5 razors, I'm fucking buying them so many a time. I could probably supply a small kindergarten class right now you know, 16 to 32 kids. I got, I don't know what they would need raises for. Terrible fucking analogy. Delete. And we're live. We just cut that out. Um, so yeah, um, another thing over the weekend, try to get some ice cream again. I was really craving some cold stone and your boy's fucking lactose intolerant. I've been like this since I can't tell you how long. Um, brings me to my next point I got to bring up in a second, but undiagnosed things. I mean, I think I'm the king of like all this undiagnosed shit going on with me. Um, definitely have like anxiety and some form of depression issues. I know I do because I'm always having these weird, crazy thoughts and spectrum. You know, my sister Jenny, a couple years ago, things made a comment about how she thinks I'm on there. And I don't know what the range is of, you know, the spectrum range, but. Freddie's situated on there somewhere. I'll tell you that. I don't know if the line's like up and I'm on the downward trajectory of the line or up and bound. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying this in any disrespectful manner because I have family and close friends that are spectrum based, if you will. But uh, like, I never struggle with like motor skills or riding a bike or anything like that. Some of the common, but you know, I make friends with a ton of people, but like my social skills potentially are inhibited. So, you know, give me your thoughts. Freddie Specs, do you think uh, a hint or a dash of spec, or do you think I'm like full-blown specky? Um, or none at all. It's something I'm curious about. I think there's definitely something there. So, yeah. I don't know where I was still going with the importance of the balding head, uh, but the beard. The beard is super important these days. When you don't have a good head of hair to, to get a nice beard. I've never really rocked. Like, I can't tell you the last time I rocked no face hair. I think it was in my friend, my I'm calling my friend Ashley's wedding way back, I don't know, four or five years ago. That was probably the last time I went without facial hair. This is about as low as you'll see me. So, you know, not being able to get the chin to respond with the lip and the lip to respond with the cheeks is something that I really struggle with and it hurts. But here I am confessing my, my pain to the camera and to the audience, all 40 to 60 people to listen. And hey guys, we're, we're closing in on almost 500 listens now. So Please tell your friends, tell anyone you know to check it out. If they think I'm weird, they don't think it's funny, they can't relate to any of the content, I get it, but I'm trying to do this. You know, I'm really trying to start dedicating more time into 
looking at the topics I could start discussing, putting uh, questions out there, some dialogue to get people engaged. Uh, the interviews are something I'm hell-bent on trying to get new guests and just have fun with. So I don't know what the time frame is on this one. I said I was going to try to do an hour, and I'm, I'm honestly not against it. I'm just going to kind of keep going and seeing where we land. But, um, yeah, the, the hair, the beard thing, you know, it's definitely a thing I struggle with. I've always seeing other people and seeing their hairlines and their beard lines. And just like to this day, I'll, I'll compliment anybody I see who's got a nice head of hair. I'm just being like, fuck, you know? So I talked about the UFC fights earlier. Um, hold on. Let me get a quick water break. Entertain yourselves. Talk to yourselves. Take a, take a pause, piss, whatever you got to do. I regret to inform everybody. Um, I haven't heard much back in the way of Hello Tushy. You know, when it came to the time of our dialogue where they were asking about TikTok and social media and following, you know, your boy's, your boy's kind of weak in that regard. I'll post here and there on my Instagram about an episode that came out or my nephew, Bobby, who I love you so freaking much. He's running an Instagram. He decided he would do like a link train and Instagram for me. So verbal garbage pod, I believe on Instagram just to kind of update, you know, the posts or let you know about the guests I got coming on or anything like that. And like I said, I know this isn't some big podcast empire or anything like that, but regardless if I'm going to get paid or not going to get paid or whatever this is going to be, I'm going to, as I go, like treat this seriously and try to really get this going. I'm going to try to get, you know, that's just a computer room, like a guest room, but I'm going to try to get this into a little podcast studio and figure out a way to set this camera up. You know, my laptop right here with my 720p camera try to figure out to scoot this up a little bit, set up a desk right here and um, just kind of have someone sit across from me and just shoot the shit for 40 minutes. Um, my brother is going to be back over this weekend for the UFC, the big UFC card. I got some, I got some good stuff in store for you, buddy. We're smoking all kinds of meats. We're doing cornbread, cornbread mixed straight from Kentucky, the smoky mountains. We're smoking everything. You know, we're doing veggies. We're smoking cornbread. We're smoking veggies. We're doing the burnt ends and we're probably going to do some ribs for you boys. So I love you, buddy. I know you're listening. My number one fan, my best friend, you're the man. Sport means the world. So uh, it's crazy. We've gone close to 10 episodes. I still haven't got that cocksucker on here. So on Saturday, I'm going to force his hand, whether it be like me secretly recording him and asking goofy questions. Just sit him down and just kind of mess around with that format I just talked about doing the guest, uh, sitting at the guest, sitting at the desk with a guest and have my brother on be the first one. Uh, I know he's got some stuff built up. He's ready to let off his chest. I was attacking him a few episodes back about vegan lifestyles and his choices and his pedestal life. You know, he would may deny it on air. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about having someone on argue on camera. He can speak his points. I can speak mine. And uh, I think we know who's going to win that meat prevails. Fred prevails. Freddie meat, meaty Fred. There's a reason he came back to this side guys. Uh, if you haven't caught on by now, I'm fucking weird. I have mental issues. I'm possibly diagnosing myself and putting myself smack dab in the middle of the spectrum. I came up with this thing years, like a year or two ago, where I just called myself Fred, or I think it started on Xbox where my name was Fred Corn. I don't know why, and now I'm just always calling myself Freddie or Fred, or, you know, shout out to my grandfather, his name was Frederick, uh, rest in peace, that might be like a little weird ode to, incidental ode to him. Like I tell you guys, I don't know what goes on in my brain, and these thoughts that come out, and the way I process information, or the way I articulate my thoughts, but um, yeah, I'm a weirdo. If you guys saw on the news over the weekend, even you non-Floridian residents, I'm just kind of pulling up my phone here and there because 
now I'm getting to the point like this is something I've always wanted to do. Like I've talked about trying to get into joke writing and trying my hand. I'm not acting like I'm going to foray into stand-up comedy, but just trying an open mic one night. You know, obviously try to get some of my friends out there to support and give me some laughs, but have some strangers out there to see if I can make strangers laugh. And I've always said to people, I, I know what kind of art form stand-up comedy is. I know how challenging it is. It's one thing for me to think I'm funny, you know, which I'm not going to lie. I do. I think it's one of my, my best attributes is being able to bring a smile to people and bring a laugh. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to doing this each week is just trying to get my thoughts out there. But what I'm starting to do is just jot down in my phone, you know, notes of things I think are funny or topics I want to cover, people's opinions. Hey, have you seen this? Can you relate to that? Um, just little everyday things that I have quirks about and it'll be funny. Um, you know, there's still the stigma and I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I like I, most people know, like I still live with my parents. I've been working full time for a long time. I have phenomenal credit score. I have tons of money saved up. That's never really been the issue, but due to my employment choices, it's been very hard for me to get like mortgage approvals. When I was living in New Jersey and I moved down here, I had a approval up to like 250 grand. But by the time I switched jobs, that went out the window and I'm looking at my options and yeah, obviously I feel like a loser and a scum, you know, living with them, but I do my best to contribute around the house and we have a phenomenal relationship, me and both my parents, you know, there's, there's no arguing, there's no animosity. We always have fun. We laugh. We have a great time together. So where that goes, is just like, these are the kind of stories when I can get those things off my chest and, you know, let everyone know that like my living situation, that's obvious. Like, and that's, a big part of like not having guests there where it's like, Oh, do you know, like my parents are cool shit. They'll never mind like me having people back here and shooting the shit. But uh, it's definitely like a big thing. I've always been embarrassed about. It is what it is. I'm doing the best I can. And I always try to tell myself I'm still a good person. I've never been arrested. I don't have any like crazy drug or alcohol issues, even though I talk about my little habits on here sometimes, but um, something I've been working on, I'm trying really hard to get my own place. And, you know, you have jobs like right now I have a good job paid well. I'm making good money. I'm saving up. I've, like I said, I got a great credit score, uh, but I'm 1099. And that's another issue with the mortgage approval and, you know, the, the whole thing. So j just to bring you inside of my little quirks, like, uh, right. I work these six to 10 hour shifts every day. They all depend, you know, if I'm selling a lot, if I'm collecting a lot, like today, there was a ton of guys out. So I was moving a little bit quicker, got home around two 30 ish great time for me to get home play a little call of duty with my brother and one of my best friends jason and then go on here and talk some shit before i cook dinner so and shave this fucking ugly head so the way my day starts right like i was using these fucking shitty little ice packs for a long time and i was just getting tired of them like you know i'm a big fan of lunch boxes i get made fun of for bringing a lunch box but like to me i buy lunch meat in the beginning of the week on sundays or mondays like preferably buffalo chicken lunch meat, get that with American cheese, lettuce, the hot sauce, the mayo, nice different buns or rolls and make those throughout the week. And it just saves you an incredible amount of money, incredible amount of time. Like for me, time is money when I'm on the road, I'm driving around a giant truck. Like some guys I know they'll stop in and get food at gas stations or drive throughs I'd rather not have to worry about fucking maneuvering this giant beast around. So I bring my own, you know, Freddie's little yogurts. I bring a little two yogurts literally usually between one to three strains and variants of fresh fruit today was uh, a peach some fresh strawberries and some mangoes and um you know granola bars here and like i got the little pouch so i got my little ibuprofen i got the gas x for the farting tummies the, the bubble guts carrying it like i'm fucking weird but i'm crazy and like i'm that guy you know when you're 
everybody sees all the shit he's got and making fun of him. But then like you're out on the mountain snowboarding, for example, Hey, do you have that? You're damn right. I got it. Cause I'm always prepared. So like, I would never leave my house without like this lunchbox to me. I'm on the road. I got pans. I got napkins. I got tissues. I got chapstick. I got fucking headache pills. I got tummy pills. I'll give headache pills out to customers that are coming on the truck looking like a sour puss. What's wrong? You got a fucking headache, bitch. Here's some ibuprofen. Pop it. Shut up. Buy some. So, um, it's quite a build up for the story, but just my, my siblings are going to get in. They're going to find it funny. And hopefully you guys find it funny. Cause this is, these are the kind of stories that are going to be littered all throughout verbal garbage. So I buy this, you know, I'm tired of getting, you know, I have my nice little lunchbox. I got three different variants of the lunchbox now, a little snap on brand new ones, a little Arctic one. They're, they're very nice, cute, different colors, different sizes, different, different occasions, if you will. Um, when I was selling shrimp, I bought a giant cooler to keep the shrimp cold. Now I'm keeping lunches for myself, personal lunch. Don't need as big of a cooler. So I got tired of using these run of the mill, shitty little ice packs. So being the little name brand snob, I am Yeti ice pack. I Google. Huh? What do you know? We got hits. Your boy's got an Amazon rewards card. So we look on Amazon there. Prime shipping. Boom. Get the ice pack. Oh my God. This thing's amazing. Stays super cold all day. doesn't leak. doesn't leave any kind of drip, no residue, no little leaky residue that I hate. Leaky residue. So I got this a Yeti ice pack, right? And loving it. So my parents are getting ready to go to Orlando over the, the weekend. We're both up at about 6 a.m. this morning. I'm walking the dog. I come back and Packing my lunch, getting ready to leave the house about 6.45, 6.50. And blimey, I can't find my dang own ice pack anywhere in sight. So I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere for this fucking ice pack. And naturally, I got to start, you know, my mom's got fucking two to three coolers filled up. Fucking six or seven bags, like suitcase. They're going to Orlando for three days. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Is my ice pack? No, no, I have Jill's, your sister's, and I have a couple of ones, but I don't have yours. Like, when I used to do the Hello Fresh, she would save all the ice packs from there. She saved it. Like, she's a... She's a hoarder. We're, we're going to, we're flirting with the episode idea about hoarders or the confessions of a hoarder and having her on and just talking. But, you know, long story short, I, I still can't find this fucking Yeti ice pack anywhere. So I'm going to work today with these little, like, no size of like my palm, these little white, two of them. Piece of shit. I get that my day. Lunchbox is so little first world problems, I know, but these are the little things. So I text my dad at like 12 o'clock. Send me the fucking picture when you find the ice pack. I know it's in there. No response. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like, I right when I saw my boss this morning, I was like, you know, my fucking petty ass is all got my panties wrapped up in a bunch this morning. He's like, over what? I'm like, you know me. The littlest fucking quirks and problems get me hyped up. He's like, oh, what is it? And I tell him about the ice pack scandal. So, just little bullshit like that. Over the weekend, got a chance to tune into Buckhead Shore. Uh, new version of Jersey Shore with a new young cast. Exciting. Uh, very diverse this season. They're, I think they're making up for their prior sins in Jersey Shore and going, uh, I think, seven for seven in, in the Caucasian department. So we're really infusing them this season. We got, I think, three to four whites, and four, four coloreds. So um, really diversifying the brand out there. These guys are hilarious. They're in Atlanta, Buckhead Shore. The fucking star of the show is this little dork named Parker, the heir of Zaxby's Chicken for my boys up north. Uh, Zaxby's is like a southern chicken chain. It's fucking garbage. My dad told me about it. Well, hey, I've been hearing about Zaxby's. I've been seeing a commercial. I go check the place out, try to get a chicken sandwich. They give me two fucking pieces of white bread toasted, chicken in between with a little piece of lettuce all smeared and smushed and swashed all over. You know, the war of the chicken sandwich is a real thing these days, and I'm sorry, but Zaxby's, get the fuck out. 
So this kid wears a little chicken chain, which fuck, if I was the heir of a chicken restaurant, you don't think, or a chicken chain, you don't think I'd wear some kind of, I'd probably shit, no, too much maintenance, shaving it, get chicken earrings or some rep the brand, you know? Um, I just realized a couple minutes ago, I just, you know, I'm not doing editing, but I just was like four whites and three colors. I don't mean anything racial there. Obviously I'm just pointing out the diversity and personally, I think it's going to be way more entertaining. Uh, Jersey Shore was the, one of the greatest reality shows ever. And they got a tall task to live up to that. So I'm happy they're not just bringing like fucking seven Italians in at the Jersey Shore and trying to redo it. They're kind of bringing on a new brand and a new, new way. And I, I'm really into it so far. Um, the main star, he's got one ex-girlfriend living in his lake. Like the, the scene of the show takes place at his personal like lake house or his parents. So he's got his ex-girlfriend there and then he's trying to convince his, his current girlfriend who's on like a little break with him to come to the house. But Parker, my boy, was double dipping his chicken tenders. You know, he was getting the honey mustard on the left hand, getting the Frank's Red Hot or the Chick-fil-A on the right hand, whatever you want, or the little barbecue, whatever is a common theme out there for the guests. Whatever you guys like, pick your own sauce. So uh, he's double dipping, Parker. So, you know, he's got his new girlfriend. Everything seems to be up on the up and up. But then he dips back in with the old girl. So this is a developing storyline. There's only two episodes out right now, but I encourage you guys to please stay Stay up to date. Buckhead Shore on uh, MTV. Definitely going to be something I'm talking about here and there. A little recap, but yeah, definitely some fun. Some fun. So shout out to Bill Snow. I hope you're going to come on this weekend, Friday night, July 1st. Uh, we planned a little interview. Just catch up on old times. Like I said, we haven't talked in probably six years. So I look forward to just sitting here and getting high as shit and asking you some questions about you know, how many blunts you can roll up in an ounce and just little fun things and recap your, your honeymoon, see how Amsterdam was. And it's just such a, such a little Bill Snow move to go to a little place like Amsterdam when he can smoke his little weed there and be carefree. Um, I mean, I could probably ramble on a couple more minutes about some other random stories and bullshit. Let me just real quick pull up my phone and see if I got uh, the, you guys probably read about that crazy Burmese python, that 18-foot motherfucker, 215 pounds they found in the Everglades, had 122 eggs developing in its stomach. Uh, the average for those is 45 eggs, and they usually average around 16, six to nine feet. So this one was 18 foot, 215 pounds with 122 fucking eggs. Uh, any of you unemployed Floridians, you dirty, disgusting scums, you white trash hillbillies, whatever you are, Go fucking down there and eradicate some of these pythons. Make some money, help the economy out, help the environment out. We're getting all our little natural species being invaded by these invasive species, taking them out. Um, brother boy and I got a little trip planned with one of my friends, or not, I won't call him a friend, he's an acquaintance I met through work. Uh, he's legal, he's 18 years old. So we're planning on going out in his boat, taking out some iguanas. Uh, you know, they're very invasive, just like how we just talked about these Burmese pythons. So we're going to go late night. You know, he, he says it's peak season. We get it as hot as possible. And I've noticed, you know, when I come home from work and I go on bike rides, it's 90, 95 degrees out. The hotter it gets, I go to two different marinas on my bike ride. I do like a 10 mile ride at two different marinas. And uh, at the one you'll see some days, like last week, I think I saw six or seven different iguanas and multiple of them look different, had different colors or different sizes. So we're, we want to go out and slay some of them. I'm a little nervous because I'm really trying to figure out how to do like an in-person podcast by then. 
just kind of me narrating what's going on. I think I'm going to buy like a little gooseneck microphone for my phone. I got to figure these things out, but I'm just trying to bring some entertainment. Like, like I said, when my, my episode got scrapped the other day, not, not a ton of feedback from people asking where it was, but one of my buddies was like, yo, where, where is it at? Did you take it down? I explained the circumstances and um, he's like, what am I going to listen to now on my way to work? And that brought like such a huge smile to my face. Cause it's truly like, I'm not asking you guys to go on fucking YouTube or Spotify and pull up the audio and the video and sit there and watch me talk. Obviously not, but I feel like adding the video is just another element that I wanted to add and be as diverse as possible. So doing your, like doing your laundry, unloading your laundry, unloading your dishwasher, driving to work, driving home from work, sitting in an airport. These are the times just fucking put one AirPod in listen to my stupid thoughts and all the feedback is welcome. Like I'm just trying to, entertain myself entertain you guys uh i'm really happy you know i used to not be able to listen to myself for like 10 seconds talk i've listened to every single episode i think twice you know once on apple once on spotify just to kind of make sure how everything sounds there's so many things i don't like still but just the fact that i've been able to listen to the episodes in their entirety and i've laughed out loud multiple times i, I think it's getting better with each episode each um this is the most recent solo episode so i'm hoping this one flowed as best as they've flown yet, flowed yet. Um, very curious to see. I don't have a timer or anything. Go and see what I was able to do here. It's it's such a challenge trying to be able to ramble on here and tell these stories and try to keep you guys engaged and keep it interesting and not have much dead air, not use any fillers like uh or you know or like. I'm trying to cut back on all that. So, so there's another one. But I think that'll be it. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, there's a small chance that we'll get my boy Sam on tonight for some funny little bachelor stories and some cocktail hours, you know, oysters, clams, cockles. What do you prefer? <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for listening. I'm just, I look down now. I just took my dog on a pretty long walk and, you know, there's haters out there of the natural deodorant and I, I consider myself to be BO free, but I'm definitely picking up some kind of Elon Musk on me right now. So I think this is a good time to end it. Go cook some kibble for your boy, shave the head, and maybe do a bonus episode or play some Call of Duty or who the fuck knows. But uh, no jujitsu tonight on Monday for me. So have a great night, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. And thanks for listening to another episode of Verbal Garbage. Peace.